The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Star Wars 7x7 episode 2481. Today on our latest installment in the Mando Memos series, we're going to talk about some characters a little bit further down the line and the possibilities of them reappearing in season three of The Mandalorian. Punch it. Hey Rebel Rouser, I'm Alan Voivod and this is Star Wars 7x7, your daily dose of Star Wars joy. And thank you so much for joining me for it. So, season three of The Mandalorian is not shooting yet. <laughs> Hopefully it'll start shooting soon. And at this point, yep, 2022 is when we're looking for it. But, ah, you know, we've been spoiled. <laughs> we've been spoiled to get the series in 2019 and 2020. And so, yeah, I mean, we also have the embarrassment of riches coming with the Book of Boba Fett and the Andor series and the Obi-Wan Kenobi series and supposedly the Ahsoka series to begin shooting after those. So yeah, it's a good time to be a Star Wars fan in terms of all this live action storytelling to be sure. So we've been talking about the characters that we met in season two of The Mandalorian or re-met as the case may be and the things that we learned about them and what we might end up seeing for them potentially in season three, but we've kind of stayed at the top level for the most part, or you know, not gone too deep in the character hierarchy. And to you know, give it a little more framework for that, there's sort of four levels of characters when it comes to these ongoing live action series. There are the starring characters about whom the story really is about. So the Mandalorian and Grogu would be at that level. And then you have recurring characters who are you know, basically strong supporting characters who appear in multiple episodes of the show. Then you have featured characters who may only be in one episode in a particular season, but their role is significant. So the arrival of Luke Skywalker at the end of season two of The Mandalorian, even though he was only in one episode, that would be considered a featured role. And then there are the guest roles, where there is a character who appears in an episode, but they're not necessarily critical to the whole story of The Mandalorian, and so they are just, you know, listed as kind of one person in one episode and not made so much of a big deal about for future episodes. And examples of guest roles would be, for example, the character Omera in season one in that episode Sanctuary, or Dave Filoni as Trapper Wolf was listed as a guest in both season one and season two. And... You know, that sort of example is actually kind of interesting because there are some characters that appeared in multiple seasons, but their role kind of changed. I think Dave Filoni's character of Trapper Wolf is the only character where it was a guest in season one and a guest in season two. 
But you can look at, say, Carl Weathers as Grief Karga, who is a recurring character in season one, but he was sort of demoted, if you will, to a featured character in season two because he only appeared in one episode, so he's not a recurring character for season two. But I think probably more often than not when you see a character changing in the hierarchy of things, it's usually because they're getting a bigger role in things. For example, Fennec Shand was a featured character in season one and moved up to be a recurring character in season two. And the same goes for Peli Motto. <laughs> and then, you know, a little bit lower moving up the chain, Mithril was a guest in season one, just appearing in that very first episode very briefly, but was listed as a featured character for season two because he played a more significant role in that episode, The Siege. Now, we've talked about Fennec on a previous episode, but characters like Pelimato or Mithril or even Frog Lady, who's appeared in a couple of episodes and so is technically recurring at this point. The roles are smaller by comparison, but it certainly seems like the creators of The Mandalorian want to do something with those characters. And also, I do think in particular Carson Teva as well. And that character was partnered with Trapper Wolf. We met him first in that second episode of The Mandalorian in Season 2. And then again in Season 4 at the end of The Siege, he popped up again talking to Cara Dune. Now, I wouldn't say that we learn a heck of a lot about Pelimato or about Mithril or about Carson Teva in Season 2, but I do think that we are going to see all three of these characters in Season 3 of The Mandalorian, and I'll tell you why. As regards Pelimato, well, there's still reason for The Mandalorian to go back to Tatooine yet again. Aside from the fact that he actually has a history on Tatooine, we found out in Season 2 that he spent some significant time on Tatooine when he was younger, there's also the fact that Boba Fett has gone to ground on Tatooine and is now going to do whatever the heck he's going to do with the Book of Boba Fett. And the fact that there's been implications that his series and The Mandalorian will tie together in some fashion Every reason to believe that the Mandalorian is going to go back, and if he has the opportunity, why wouldn't he end up in the docking bay being run by Pelimato? He's already been back once for her, so there's every reason to believe that if he goes back there, that's exactly where he's going to go back, and we will see her again in some other absurd comedic situation. And he's going to have to explain to her why he doesn't have Grogu anymore, why he doesn't have the baby, so... Yeah, that's going to be fun for sure. As far as Mithril goes, and you know, it also speaks a little bit to the Grief Karga situation, now that the whole Grogu storyline is at least, you know, on hold for now, or at least, you know, the Mandalorian isn't doing anything with Grogu as far as we know, he's going to be going back to what he knows and loves, which is bounty hunting, and that means he has to go back to the Bounty Hunters Guild. So there's every reason to believe that he's going to be heading back to Navarro as his base of operations, and that also means that we could see Grief Karga again, and maybe he'll move back up from featured to recurring at that point, possibly, depending on how the season unfolds. But I you know, feel like there's every reason to believe that the Mandalorian is going to go back to Navarro as his base of operations, if he can, because he really doesn't want to have anything to do with this whole Darksaber business and Mandalore and whatnot, unless he needs to reconnect with his tribe. There's, you know, that to consider as well. But ultimately, he needs to make money for himself, which means bounty hunting, which means the guild, which means Navarro, basically. And as far as Carson Teva goes, well, he talked in the 
fourth episode of the season about how something bigger, you know, more intense was happening in the Navarro sector and that he needed more information about it and was looking for help, basically. Well, the Mandalorian is really going to put himself on the radar of the New Republic in a positive way, for once, <laughs> as a result of the capture of Moff Gideon and turning him in for the bounty, assuming that he's able to do that. Who knows what will happen at the beginning of season three, but, you know... The idea that they're already aware of the Mandalorian, they're already aware of nefarious doings afoot in the Navarro sector, or the sector that includes Navarro, and this whole Rangers of the New Republic thing, which, you know, like, who knows what that actually is about, but it wouldn't be a surprise to see Carson Teva being part of that whole situation, or at least trying to be more involved in whatever bigger schemes are happening inside the sector that includes Navarro. And so, yes, I think he is probably a lock for some kind of role in season three as well. And the last two characters that I would mention, one of whom was featured, one of whom was recurring, so that would be Axe Woves, who is the featured Mandalorian, and Casca Reeves, who is the recurring Mandalorian that we met accompanying Bo-Katan in various episodes in Season 2 of The Mandalorian. I think it's fair to say that we'll see both of them in Season 3 as well, because, man, this whole Darksaber thing is going to be a thing! <laughs> <laughs> and that is what I've got for you on guest and featured and recurring characters for The Mandalorian as part of this week's Mando Memo. And that is going to do it for this episode of the show as well. It just remains for me to say thank you so much for joining me for it as always. And may the Force be with you wherever in the world you may be. Star Wars 7x7 is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders. May the force be with them. All original content is copyright 2021 by Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it.